Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is actor, writer, director, Linus Phillips. So you've seen Linus on HBO's Togetherness. You've seen him naked on Eastbound and Down. And now you can see him in Rainbow Time, a dramedy that Linus wrote, directed, and starred in, playing a, a character named Shanzi, who's 40 years old. He's developmentally delayed. And uh, he's obsessed with the Fonz. And then he has to move in with his brother and his brother's new girlfriend. And uh, hilarious, awkward weirdness ensues. I've seen it. I love it. Melanie Linsky, Tim Sharp, Jay Duplass, Robert Longstreet are in it. And they're all incredible. Um, If you want to see it, I think you should. If only to know what the fuck we're talking about on this podcast. Rainbow Time is available on Video On Demand, Amazon, and, and iTunes classic iTunes. Um, So we recorded this podcast a while ago. This podcast, I've I've sat on it for a while. I don't know why I didn't release it sooner, but it was right after the election. And there was a moment in this podcast where I, have you ever had one of those moments where you just, you're thinking so quickly and you can't get all the thoughts out of your mouth and you just sound like a blathering bonehead? Well, that's what I experienced during this podcast, trying to talk politics, which I don't usually talk, like I don't usually speak uh, about politics and blah, blah, blah. But right after the election, everything was so heightened and sensitive and I had all these feelings and tears and yakety schmackety. So there is a, there's a, a, a moments where we talk about racism, politics, what we can do, all that stuff. Forgive me. Uh, and I shouldn't even apologize for myself. That's so fucked up. It would be so much cooler if I just didn't do this insecure disclaimer, but too late. I did it. I'm not re-recording. Anyway. Um, oh my God. I'm totally losing my voice also. I got back from Sundance and uh, I got sick. I've been getting sick so much lately, but it's okay. Not that it's any of your business, but I did have a whirlwind romance at Sundance. And uh, yeah, that's all. So I'm going to leave it at that. How dare you? How dare you? Anyway, other things we talk about during this podcast with Linus, we talk about his role in, uh, in, the David, in David Lynch's new Twin Peaks series, which is very exciting. We talk about him and his girlfriend. We talk about him injuring his balls and just like so much more fun stuff. It is a tangential journey as per the usual. And uh, listen, what more can I say? You know where to find the movie. If you want to find Linus on social media, find him on Instagram and Twitter at Linus Phillips. Uh, you, if you like this podcast, subscribe to the Love Alexi podcast on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment, tell your friends. You can friend me on all of social media at Alexi Wasser. Uh, and now I'm going to go gargle with salt water and, uh, and shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with multi-hyphenate writer, actor, director, Linus Phillips. Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh, Hello. hi. Nice to see you again. Yeah, I remember oh. seeing you at the screen. Briefly, this is Aristotle, my producer. Hi. Linus. How you doing? Linus. Yeah. Linus, no, it's no, Linus. No problem, yeah. Oh my God. Sit there. Yeah. Oh God, we're going to be at the bottom of everything today. All right. <laughs> Linus. Um, I know, it's confusing. I signed up to interview uh, a Linus and uh, <laughs> I can't do this. Just kidding. What? Oh, oh yeah. I'm just Sorry. joking. I'll go change my name. All right. Yeah. Like a New Yorker, I got yeah. my bag. I got everything with. You got everything. Yeah, so I don't we, have a car. We all we st- Oh, you don't? 
Well, I don't live here. Okay. <clears throat> we start, we're already recording. Yeah, but, uh, I figured. Yeah. I did I, some research. You did some, re- oh my God, I hope you didn't uh, listen to one of my lesser favorite ones or something. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't want to probably call them out. Oh, what, which one did you listen to? <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell. I'll no, tell me, tell me. I'll keep you guessing. I would like to know. I would like to know. <laughs> no, I like all of them. I like all my guests. They're all different. You never know what's going to happen depending on like the vibe of the day or what the uh, mood is. And Am I close enough? I don't know. Let's get you closer. I don't know. You get cozy. No, but which ones did you listen to? Um, Charles Rogers. Oh, I love that and, one. And I, Alex Ross Perry. Oh, that was funny. We tried to cram that one at the end of the day. So I was like, and I love him so much. I get uh, shy in front of him sometimes. But I was trying uh-huh. to like get deep, and then I was like struggling. But I, I like both those interviews. I uh-huh. love, I love both those people. Do, yeah. do you know those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alex was nice enough to like come and hold a camera for this short film that I never finished. Really? Just because my friend Jenny was helping me, and they were buddies, and I had met Alex. But anyway, so yeah, that was nice. I feel bad I never finished that short film. But what was that short film? Uh, I don't know. You can finish it sometimes, right now. <laughs> sometimes there's just like little things I do where I'm like, oh, let's just shoot this, and then yeah. Uh, I just I never put them out or anything. I've made lots of short films, but never really released many. Really? But uh, yeah, because I don't know. Um, I think a short film is like a real art form. Um, yeah. And most of the time, they just seem like a short. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lie down. No, um, you know they seem like they're like um, the beginning of a feature or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, it seems like the best ones are the ones that are just like this perfect little pow. You know, they have like a bang to it or probably, whatever. I wonder, is it possible that you're hard on yourself at all? Or yeah. You're, like, you're so But also, it? I like to probably just play around and have a, that time where you're like working through ideas. Yeah. And maybe like one little piece or some theme or something goes into the next yeah. thing. And it's hard. Like, how do you, unless you're taking like acting classes and, and writing with friends or something, it's hard to keep alive as a filmmaker in between projects. Oh, should I put these I on? If you want to, or yeah. I'd take them off. So I'm That's dangling great. there. Oh, okay, you yeah. You don't, you don't have to wear the headphones. Listen to my weird voice. Yeah, you got a great voice. Yeah, it's weird though. Um, yeah, I made a short film, and I, uh, and then I realized, oh, this is just the beginning of. Uh, like I managed to finish it, but then I realized, oh, this is the beginning of a of a longer thing I want to make. This is the a fragment, so I could learn how I, you know how to make a feature the one um uh, the breakup oh thing where, I'm, where my, my boobs are out <laughs> yeah, that one I did you watch that, that? oh yeah. you did i watched it yesterday well i hope you liked it if yeah. you didn't that's fine yeah. how, oh, oh, you're blowing up oh no it's your cell nothing. phone is but people in new york want you back wait so you're from new york uh i'm from boston and i've lived in new york a long time but then i've also been on the west coast seattle and a few years ago, I lived. I moved here, and I lived here for like two and a half years. But now you live in New York. Yeah, I just moved back like last year. Okay. Um, just just because I have a girlfriend there. Oh, you do. You're so lucky. This is great. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you were traveling for a, a, a man. I, I can't heard. believe you remember I did my this. Research. Oh my goodness. Um. So yeah, but uh, so I'm there, but I'm visiting here for some screenings, and I guess I want to try to come out here more for work stuff yeah so i saw rainbow time and Mm -hmm. uh, i loved it i thought it was great and here is this is so bizarre because i love how the world works i was interviewing robert schwartzman no yes robert schwartzman who made a movie called dreamland who is and his movie is represented by brigade who represents 
Rainbow Time, your, uh-huh. your movie that you wrote and directed and starred in, and uh, giving the listeners all the information that they yeah, need, yeah. you know? Your name is Linus, not Linus. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's all because it all came to be like over text. I might have to, my eyes go to that. So yeah, I always have like to. This. I always have to turn my phone over because it's. I'm just so like. I feel like my life is suffering and, and I'm losing I'm my life sorry, to my phone. It's distracting. No, it's I'll not. Just, it's not um, you. It's humanity. It's all of us. It's me not being able to take my eyes off your phone because there's a gravitational pull. Yeah, you want to see all my my selfies. On I want to see all your nudes all the time. <laughs> um, and thank you for the follow on Twitter, by the way. That was very exciting. Oh sure. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I don't do Twitter a lot, so I'm trying to. You got to. I'll up- just go. F- do anything. You got a movie. Follow anybody. You got a movie to. Oh, hey! I can't believe you. Um, I can't. So wait, who was I? So follow? don't feel. Don't feel good at all. I won't. Hey, I, I don't. Don't that worry. Feeling that you had yesterday. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to find you now on. Uh, see how many followers um, you have. Yeah, but um, Jason. I mean, no, Robert's movie Dreamland. Um, Mel Eslin produced it and she was a producer on rainbow time she works with mark and jd plus a lot and um she's kind of like their film producer person you know i i was getting ready to interview robert and then what's the name of the woman at uh at brigade who represents you uh shepra shepra invited me last minute to go see rainbow time at cine family and i live in the neighborhood and i thought okay of course i love cine family i love you know i love getting out of my head and going to see films and that's like if i could do that all the time like my ideal new year's day or christmas eve or christmas day would be like to see four movies in a theater and being like that's oh that sounds nice my favorite thing in the whole world i i would like i want to see more movies but i'm usually too anxious to like i don't know just be like Oh, I I can just not work and go see a movie now and yeah yeah I know I have to be be in the right state of mind. No, well I mean sometimes because it's like you have to just force yourself to do it because it's it's helpful and yeah you know well sometimes you're in a hibernate I'm in hibernation mode where I'm like I want to be inspired and I want to be I want to be at home watching movies and reading stuff and getting inspired and then other times I don't want to socialize I don't want to watch other people's stuff I want to be purely doing my own stuff and not you know. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in the right mind frame to go see a bunch of movies. But uh, so I went and saw Rainbow Time, and uh, and I just like the, the the tapestry and the web of people that like had I not accidentally uh, you know had I not been interviewing Robert Schwartzman, uh, I wouldn't have gotten this last minute invite to go see your your movie. And I remember cool. you standing to the right, and I because I, 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 I didn't I had no idea what, what it was going to be about at all. And I saw you to the right, and it was just like this casual thing for me. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I think I'm standing right next to the filmmaker. And I, I, ta- I don't know if you remember, but I tapped you on the shoulder. And uh-huh. I went, is this your film? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt so sorry for you right there. Why? No, God, Jesus. Stop, <laughs> no. stop nagging me. You have a girlfriend. I won't flirt back. Anyway. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so uh, just let's get right to it. I don't want to keep talking about Rainbow Time, and then the listeners might, you know, might not know what it's about. How would you describe it? Uh, you know, um, let's get people in seats. Let's get people uh, ordering, well, ordering it on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, it's on iTunes. Uh, it's a dramedy. I'm I played this guy named Shanzi, who's um, developmentally delayed. He's very horny. He's obsessed with uh, Fonzie from Happy Days. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> but the the main story is uh, between Shanzi, who I play, and the his brother uh, Todd, played by Tim Sharp. And it's just, it's um, I've I've babysat special needs kids, and I just have seen. You know, there's these two brothers, one who had, you know, learning disabilities, one who didn't. And he, the younger one 
was the neurotypical one. And it was just really interesting to see that dynamic of how he would kind of look up to his older brother, but then also realize like, oh my God, my brother is like throwing a fit and hitting people and I have to try to calm him down. And I'm the, I'm the big brother, I guess, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, so, uh, so anyway, in the movie, uh, it's kind of like, it's my imagination of like what, you know, that, that would happen if the people were older and, you know, um, so Shanzi's just always wanting to be with Todd and they have, he has a sort of like codependent relationship with his brother, but his brother is, you know, uh, moved on. He's got a new girlfriend and played by Melanie Linsky. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so anyway, I end up having to move in with them in the movie cause I just thought that would be really funny and it was yeah <laughs> and to see the the way two different people deal with someone who's developmentally delayed because there's no right way to do it and then that brings out like issues in their relationship that's going on like differences that they have i mean i guess i can relate you know it's like i'm really close to my girlfriend but then like we might have a difference of opinion on like you know uh, when the best time is for me to try to hang out with her daughter or something. And then it's like all of a sudden you, wow, you know, you really, yeah, disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so I just thought that was an interesting dynamic and um, where, yeah, me being thrown into the middle of their relationship kind of makes them deal with stuff. And you you already had this character happening from like rainbow time. Wasn't that a sketch you used to do a long time ago? Yeah. It was kind of like, yeah, just like some half-assed things I did, like where I was just having a friend shoot me on the street in character as this guy who was obviously had some sort of issues or challenges. And, um, you know, I just thought it was really funny to interview people and test people's patience, but also to get, you know, sort of in like a, a Borat way, but also, it was really interesting to see how, you know, it, people would be patient with, with my character. Yeah. yeah. And that was really sweet to see. And, um, you know, it's really good acting exercise. Like I've, I've, I'm obsessed with Andy Kaufman. And I remember when hearing a story like when he would bring um, the woman who played his wife on Taxi. Um, I'm blanking. But anyway. Um, Mariel Hemingway? Wife. No. Now, um, oh, no. God, who's that? Uh, she's on Kimmy Schmidt and stuff now. And, oh, um, I think we're both going to blank. Yeah. It's a crazy anyway, Monday today. Yeah, the... <laughs> she's, she's amazing, you know, comic actor. Uh, but you know, just not memorable. Yeah. yeah go on. Sorry. <laughs> um, we'll just say Tom Cruise. Okay, cool, Tom cool. Cruise. Yeah, people so love him. <laughs> Andy Kaufman would go out and rehearse with Tom Cruise. They yeah. would go to a restaurant and he would just like talk in the gibberish language that he had made up. And because when they're out in public, it's like you have to make it real. Um, so it's like the best way to, you know, yeah, just, yeah, the best way to kind of learn something quickly. And, and it wasn't mean spirited. You were happy to see people's patience with a developmentally challenged person talking to them on the street. But it was it like, were you fucking with them? Was there any part of it that was like mean spirited? And you're like I, getting I off th- on. I think I wouldn't. I think there's some part of it. Motherfucker. I mean, can't believe I know, you. There's some part of it that's mean spirited. How come? Why are you being mean spirited? Are you different now? Because I need to feel um, safe around you. I. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm. I am very sensitive, but I like to mess with people. You know, I mean, Andy Kaufman's my favorite artist, even though I don't make art like him really. But I like that that element of like, yeah, tricking or something. Like I always love to mess around with people in real life and tricking. Most most girlfriends 
hate it. <laughs> do you do that to your girlfriends? I'm tricking because it's not like you're a prostitute, but uh, tricking. No, no, you know, I'm playing tricks tricking. on people, but yeah. So uh, you we, know, just you like fuck with just your like acting weird. No, just in public. But oh, like, got it. but then when you're with someone who doesn't usually They're do like, that, oh, it's like yeah, Linus, it's just like calm down, fuck. go go, just be go cool. start doing comedy again. Go up on God. stage. <laughs> yeah, make another movie. Get out of your to, system. I know. Um, how did you? Uh, how did you end up? Finding uh, working with the Duplass brothers, or was it just Mark Duplass, or how did that happen? Because you were on Togetherness, but you'd known you'd known them beforehand. I'd known them just from film festivals and stuff, and I had acted in a movie with Mark years ago in Seattle. So what movie? Uh, it's called True Adolescence. Um, the director of uh, Skeleton Twins actually made it. Okay. Um, Craig Johnson and I just did like one or two scenes of that. So I think I had met Mark, but you know we talked more. And yeah, um, you guys bonded over what something? I mean, because you're on togetherness. He no, like championed this movie for you, right? Yeah, we didn't really bond then. But then, like another time, he, I made this movie Bass Ackwards, and he helped introduce me to the producer and was encouraging. And then when I finished that movie, I had an idea for Rainbow Time, but it's very preliminary, and I um was talking on the phone with him. I was just like kind of really bold back then. Oh my God, <laughs> I, I was love like, that. I would just like call him up and be like, yeah, so I'm thinking this. or And he he would give me some thoughts on the story. A dreamer. Then, You're a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. You're I'm just, just like, a dreamer. I okay. am. How old I mean, are you? I'm less like that now. Why? Don't say that. I hate oh, that. You just get beat down by life. You oh, know? we got to be, be right back and be, <laughs> and be, be loving. Right we got to be, be a dreamer again. Yeah, I'm I know. serious. How old are well, you? I'm 40 now. You're 40. God, what, what is it? Sometimes I, just... I feel like I'm less confident, but now I'm getting to be more confident again. But like, because you know what? In my 20s, I was just like annoyingly confident. Oh, God. You know? Oh, that, sounds, that sounds irritating already. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just my own issues with that because I see people who are really confident, who are arrogant and like lame, but like you can still be confident in like a, a better way. Maybe it's just like having those models and stuff. I like a graceful <clears throat> confidence that's kind. And yeah, Mark and Jay are pretty. They are they that, are like aren't that. they? Yeah. I don't, I don't know them at all, but just from listening to them on podcasts, where I heard Mark on the Brady and Ellis podcast, and I asked the first question at your Cine Family uh, oh, screening because nobody, you know, I, no, I think people I were know, too shy. Awkward. They were too shy to ask questions, so I was very excited because I thought I was going to win. Uh, to everybody out there listening, Linus was giving out a. Uh, a, a special prize at the screening, a, <laughs> a fake uh, penis, a fake penis, and I thought, oh my god, I'm, I'm asking the first question. I actually care about the question I'm asking. Uh, I think it's a oh, good question. I asked like you how many days, got the penis? and I didn't get the penis. But that, you know what? It's fine. It would have been better. I'll get for my, you to get it. I'll get my. What, what does that guy. mean? What the hell does know. that mean? Well, maybe talk that, about dating a lot. Maybe that'd be good. Are you still on your break of not dating anyone? Uh, I maybe love good, you. Maybe it'd be good to have the penis just hanging up. That's true. <laughs> I could play like a like a pinata, sort of, yeah, some some sort of re- reminder. Um, but uh, yes, but but so uh, Mark Duplass seems very oh, like uh, confident yeah, and kind, yeah. but in a very like uh, grounded, not arrogant, entitled way. Because I do meet yeah, young filmmaker people who are like yeah, so, boys, an irritating oh, boys. I, yeah, I know. I mean, and it and it works. It works for them. It usually, does in the business sense. I think. Do you think, think it would work for a woman? Like if I were if I were uh, to be like. Uh, Thinking this, and we should do like blah blah. But yeah. people think I'm a cunt, though, and they'd be like, "What a well, fucking piece of shit." Well, you get some of that, but yeah, I mean, of course, I don't, I don't know what it's like to be a woman, but I know it's harder. Well, just I'm just asking you in the, in the wake of everything that's going on right now. I'm just want yeah. to ask that. Do you think if uh, if if a girl was to act as uh, you know brazen and entitled and just very like I'm, you know, that does work for men for filmmakers. Do you think it would work for a woman? 
Just off the top of your head. Well, I mean, I'm sure Lena Dunham's pretty confident and has a way of doing that without seeming... She's probably just super charming, too, though. So it's like a combo. I love that's like our one example. I know. It's our, I know. <laughs> our one right? touchstone like is Lena like Dunham. savior. And then I've read her book. And if you read her book, she talks about every kind of weird thing that she had to deal with, with like men being like, oh, let me tell yeah. you how it is. Or yeah. maybe you shouldn't do And all this weird gaslighting that she dealt with because well, she's, she couldn't she's get away pretty, with an attitude. She's pretty confident and self-assured. And I'm sure that's helped because if you, even if you're not like acting like a, the C word yeah. with people, you're... Your yourself, your oh, you're, you didn't you're say more, it. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. It's, it's like, like the N word. It's like word or I, the C word. well, I mean, I think it'll be fine. I'm thinking it'll be. You'll do okay in not saying either. But um, yeah. But, but anyway, I was yeah. so confident. I would just like call Mark up, and then we were gonna try to make a short version of it. And then he was like, "Why don't you just make a feature? You're pretty close." I had like 30 pages written. Yeah. And then like I just couldn't get it together. I was going through a breakup then, and um. Oh, she just held my hand. I did. Okay. (laughs) I've been there too. Okay. Keep going. Um, So like I just couldn't because we were going to try to get it like within a couple months and shoot it really quickly. And I was like, I can't do it within this window. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll circle back to you. And then it just took me a long time. And in that time, I I moved to Seattle. And then I I started working with Jay Davis, the director of this movie, Manson Family Vacation. And so that kind of took the focus. And um, I helped a little bit with the writing of that. And we eventually did that. And on that movie, I met Jay Duplass. And Jay and I became really good friends. And it was just really natural to tell him about this movie. And once I moved here after when we were done shooting that movie, Manson, um, Jay and I just like was writing and telling Jay about it and showed him the script. And how are they he different? Was like, how, how are they, they different? How are they? Because you said, you know you got you got along with both. You met them at separate times. Do, do you get along with one better than the other? Like I know um, they're, they're, they're brothers. Let's they're separate semen. them. I can only tell them. Apart oh, by sh- the, smell the taste of their, of their semen. The oh, the their taste semen. and the yeah. semen. Yeah. I was gonna say the smell, but <laughs> yeah. you went to taste. I w- I took it there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> God. But I'm serious though. Like, like you, first you met Mark, then you met Jay. You like both, but you bonded with them separately. So what what do you notice? Because people are different. You have brothers, right? That's why yeah. you, could, you you drew from having brothers in the writing of Rainbow right. Time. Yeah. So yeah, and that dynamic. And, um, so how are the two? What did you notice? Just just in case they listen to this or people just want to know. They're just, well, they're both equally handsome. Okay. <laughs> well, I will say what's similar about that. It has uh, been hard for them because, like, when they do interviews, people— just get lumped into one thing. Yeah, they That's get lumped That's why I'm trying to, to separate them. Yeah, and, like, you know, so I think, like, just—it was probably the first time they were, like, asked questions separately, maybe when they're doing togetherness, and they'd have to, like, make a point of it. It's like, like, they might have— Jay would tell me about like, yeah, we have different answers for we're, questions. We're different we're people. We're not like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I mean, and my, I'm good friends with Steve Zizis, who's on their show to get, or was on Togetherness um, and helped, you know, he was a co-creator of that show with them. And, um, you know, he would say like, you know, sometimes like, you know, they would butt heads about ideas, but he's like, they're just so, they have like the same um ethics when it comes to storytelling and like they really are on the same page and finishing each other's sentences you're they're, still not giving me any differences maybe you I don't know. even know i can't believe you don't, don't even, even know, know how to differentiate the two well it's just like i don't want to like compare them you know you're but not gonna, like but i mean maybe it's I one mean, more quiet well, one more like uh hands-on on the set and then jay is more um uh sensitive I, in in from what i've seen he gets beat down you know, he's like and, – and Mark is more like has this force like 
Jay would say like they would, you know, nice um, he would help like push them along and be like, dude, let's do this, you know. And Jay would be like, ah, I don't know. We should figure this out, you know. But they would – so they really complimented each other in that way. Um, and like Jay and I are very close friends. Like he – you know, I, I'm, I feel so bad but I'll call him up and get relationship advice. Don't like, feel – that sounds great. Like, yeah. I, I mean that. I feel bad. I'm like, I'm like why am I calling – he's such a great like resource and this great um, mentor. Why am I only talking about my Aww. relationship or something with him? But so he's just like – he's like – He's my one of my favorite people uh, on the planet. I mean, ever. I mean, I just I I love him. Yeah, isn't that to nice the ends of the earth? I do, I love that man. Isn't that that's like a whole so. point of life? Isn't it nice when you meet people like that? Where you feel cozy with them? You just feel like, oh, that's the nicest. Well, God. Um, then yeah, he- he's amazing. He's like, and he's. I've learned a lot about um, just trying to negotiate things from Jay. Like how to negotiate things, how to be strategic. While being really sensitive in your own life, to, yeah, in your work, in yeah. you know, and also sometimes like on set, like how to deal with people, because I asked him so many different questions when I was making Rainbow Time, but it it definitely more so now, like talking about my own life, and you know, um, he's got a real elasticity about how to figure out life, and like, okay, well, that sounds. That sounds like you're fucked, but you know you could do this, and it might turn it all the way around. Oh, that's I'm great! I'm like, you know, yeah, he's like, yeah, really smart like that. Something I really loved about Melanie Linsky's character mm-hmm. uh, is she's that very hopeful for yeah. Speaking of that, hopeful about what? I don't know. In general, that character is very hopeful. I was just thinking of that today, and it somehow connects to like Jay. He's very pragmat- pragmatic, but sometimes he's very ho- hopeful too. Yeah. Because of his skills, I think, with dealing with people. So, well, but yeah. In the in Rainbow Time, I like that that you made her character because you know she's so she's dating your brother. You mm-hmm. you know I'm just gonna refer to you, but yeah. okay. So she's dating Shanzi's brother. Mm-hmm. Shanzi or Shanzi? Shanzi because he's Fonzie. obsessed with Fonzi. So he's like, hey, hey! Oh my God, you're so great. You are so great. I, I didn't even recognize. I couldn't even believe that was you in the movie. Yeah, thanks. I was insane. You completely it's like, transformed. It's a total magic trick when it's I just cut the my haircut. Hair. Is it just the haircut? Well, I put on some weight. You know, I mean, obviously it's a character thing too. But yeah, what? I'm just looking at you because you're adorable. <laughs> what <laughs> no, do you mean? Not in a condescending way. You're just like <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like I, I enjoy looking at you and listening to you speak for just that moment, only that moment. But uh, oh, so I like that. Uh, what made you decide to? make melanie linsky's character of the girlfriend have this like uh her her personality was very like trying to teach shanzi about uh respecting women and it was like she was into crystals and the you know and Mm -hmm. believing in the yeah very hopeful and trying to educate and giving him a chance and trying to even at times when i didn't think she should have tried to include Shanzi and, 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 you know, keep him around and just give him too many chances, if you ask me, to the point where he got irritating, obviously. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but why did you decide to make it so she was um, constantly talking about, you know, respecting women? and uh... I think she wants to change. She probably wanted to change her ex-husband and she couldn't. And so she's just trying to change people because, like, she's trying to change herself. And I feel like... Um, I can relate to that myself as someone who's like trying to better myself and 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 I'm a <clears throat> I would I would say I'm like a new agey type person you, are. you know yeah I mean I don't know yeah I, I have some yeah so 
I, I don't always like act like it <laughs> exactly, but yeah. Um, and I like have when you're some... fucking people on the street, fucking with right, people yeah, on the street, being like, I'm pretending to be developing the challenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huh. <laughs> take that world. Okay, yeah, yeah. but uh, um, but you're new agey, and so, so is she. yeah, and I have some close friends who I think um, they really struggle with like how do you have these like lofty ideas of how people should be, but then you're bumped up in the the mud of reality and oh, people. Oh God, that's so and painful. It's just like, yeah, like wh- how do you? I don't know. Yeah, how do you reconcile those two things? And oh. um, and to hold people to a higher standard without um, making them feel bad. Or being and, self-righteous. Yeah, without being self-righteous. I mean, I feel like there's something Joseph Campbell said in this podcast where it's like the New Agey movement, and he was talking about that in the 60s. It's like sometimes it can be so snobby, and they're like, um, you know, the world would be fine if they just consulted me when they were creating it or something. Yeah. And I'm just going to go over here and live in this other world. This bubble. Yeah, yeah this bubble. And and it's important to kind of, um, uh, like, have times when you're in that bubble so that you're like, no, this is how things should be. And I am envisioning the world like that. Um, but then you have to, like, come back to the, you know, to the mud and to, like, so the hard. assholes and everyone else. It's like, you know, anyway, so. Yeah. That's, like, a huge, I guess, thing that I think about in my life. And so, I mean, it's done in... You know, no, it's uh, less of a, a dramatic way in the movie, but yeah, that's kind of why I thought that character was interesting to yeah. show. No, it's yeah. subtle and it's smart, and the way it's that's you do that in, in the movie with Melanie, but because I, oh god, I deal with that all the time. I don't. I'm currently that's like the biggest struggle for me, where it's like I sometimes don't even want to leave my house and socialize with people. Like I didn't go to the after party thing in the courtyard at Senate family because I thought I had a good time. Let's get out now. Cause I didn't want to have some kind of weird moment with a person where they're sarcastic and I felt too fragile to handle sarcasm or a bad attitude. And mm. I struggle with like, I'm grounded. I'm grounded. I, I meditate. I know who I am. I'm kind. I'm, but then other people aren't. And when mm. you rub up against that, you can't be like, they took away my groundedness or they made me angry at them because they were a dick. You've got to like try to be, it's so hard. I'm just, it's so hard to rub against. I don't like sarcasm and I don't like when people are mean and shitty and it's, I don't know how to blend the two. I know how to do it when mm. I'm alone at home, hibernating in a bubble. Right. But when and I how do you out, play I, along with that and like maybe oh, I get not in, just like kill hor- the whole, make the whole thing awkward while, while trying to keep your own like sense of reality of how you know people should act you don't want to just be like oh i rather you not say that like that i happened you know? to me the other day that right. happened to me the other day some guy approached me but i me. think it's important to do that you know do what to to like try to stand up for yourself or like say I, your opinions you know i think it's really yeah or especially this time too with this this the, the election and um, I don't know, r- racial issues. I got into it with uh, someone at a bar talking about a movie and like I said I didn't like the movie and there was a lot of black characters and she thought I was just racist and I was like, oh, I, I, I know there's probably racism in me or like, but I don't think my opinion of that movie is about my privilege or it's really just from a storytelling point. But here, let's like try to talk about it. It's everything's so loaded. It's really. Oh, everything is really. I mean, sensitive right now. Did I just God. say I was a racist? Yes. <laughs> I'm 
hopefully we'll just skip over that part. I mean, I have racism in me. Is that a new way of saying it? Oh, I hope. Well, let's get it all out today. Let's get it out of you today. I mean, I don't know. Hey, let's. How do we get it out? How do we get the racism out? <laughs> I'm not even No, I'm just like privileged. Laughing out of discomfort. Very, okay. It's more about yeah. just not understanding um, what black people go through or other minorities. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of like racism. Not understanding? Yeah. And not not helping more. Not Yeah. Not doing something to counteract our own sheltered white privilege. I'm very sheltered. I mean, I don't even have... A lot of black friends, you know. So I think that's. I think there's a difference something. between. It's think, not. It's not maybe racism, but it's something. Yeah, look at that because I feel like that isn't. It, it means. It means now. I feel like everything's so fucking loaded and heightened and sensitive. I'm just now. so scared. I just want to say I'm a racist before no, someone don't. else does. I mean, maybe you are. <laughs> I, don't I hope really, you are. No, I no, don't no, no, think no. I am. No, but my but father. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I. I under, well, let's make it clear because we're like on on the record. We're on a podcast. <laughs> we're on in front of a microphone. <laughs> and now here's what I take away from that. Yeah, I'm I'm a white girl living in Los Angeles, and uh, I know that I love people, mm-hmm. and I know that I don't hate people or dislike people because of the color of their skin or whatever their uh, sexual orientation is or whatever their spiritual beliefs are. But I also feel and have felt a lot of guilt because my dad is in his 80s. He comes from a, a time when that's, I think racism was just more normal. He was like a Jewish kid who grew up in the Bronx who was uh, beaten up because he was Jewish. And then I think him making like racist jokes was like just the norm. It was just a different, you know, so you look at movies from the 80s and people saying like faggot and words and you're just like, what the? Oh, my God. Like, it's just yeah. crazy. Like, we've come... I really so, like what Sarah Silverman said about it. Like, she was just talking about um, maybe a couple years ago about the using the R word re- retard. Okay, I'm sorry, just saying it for clarification. But I really don't even want to say that word because I know how hard it is. I mean, I work still with kids who have special you work needs, with developmentally challenged kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you played one beautifully. Thank you. It was amazing. I'm serious. I was like, he's developmentally challenged. I'm having my first developmentally challenged <laughs> guest on the show. I'm right. doing my part <laughs> using my platform. Go on. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, but she was just talking about um, like she just felt like it was a funny thing to say and like, you know, she grew up using it a certain way. So why isn't it OK? And that's kind of how she was thinking about it. But then she really realized, like, uh, I know older people have said racist things and insensitive things. And that sounds like the way that I'm talking right now, exactly. even, even though I don't feel the same way. So I feel like she was just saying, like, we just have to look to the younger people to see what's okay now because things are changing. Well, and like, I think that's a great way to think about it. And I and I, I would I, – I just like hope that the younger people can be doing it and um, in a way that's like with a little bit of patience because like there's there can be like a, a real witch hunt type mentality about it. Oh, yeah. You know, but like – but also they're frustrated and they're – you know, people are – People you know. are scared. People are so. I understand are... why they're angry about it too. And it's like, no, we don't want to explain to you why Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. But it's like some people need explaining. So I, you know, it's really interesting. Well, I think it's just shitty that we even need to have a slogan that say Black Lives yeah. Matter because yeah. of so, course. So it is exhausting. I totally it is not exhausting. I'm not saying it's exhausting. No, no, I'm it's, saying it's we exhausting live in... for the people who are trying to like promote it and say like. 
oh, do I really have to explain to you why not to use the, you know, R word? And, here's, here's, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm bad at, at, uh, at a lot of things. I'm only good at talking about boys and feelings for the most part, but here's what I'm going to say. I know. Why are we 40, doing this? No, this so is, because like, this is important. I'm like because the this is a, don't look at him. Go, no, 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 you are qualified. We're all human beings. We're people. And what just <laughs> happened? And here's the thing. I'm 40, like, why are we talking about sex and movies? No, no, but we will. And we'll get back to that in a moment. But you'll listen, you're 40 years old. That's actually very young. So when you talk about like young people, like you are one of the young people. I know you're thinking about like 20 somethings or yeah. like millennials or whatever that, you know, I hate that word. But right now, thank God for the millennials because they're our future and they yep. voted for, you know, they will be the people who save us or something, I think, because they're more forward thinking and loving. And anyway, but uh, you saying like, I'm probably have racism inside of me. That's something to look at because. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're racist. It sounds like you want to. I mean, I hope you're not. I don't know. But it's like right now is the time where everybody's super sensitive uh, and we have to look at ourselves. And, and it's like now we're being tested as a people. And uh, and instead of it getting really divisive and people being like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, white people are racist and they get all the stuff and, and uh, black people are going to, con- you know, be together and congregate and just stay away because, we, and, or, you know, the Latino community and Asia. Like, I don't want it to get divisive. I want right now everybody to go to remember, like, Hillary got the most amount of, uh, sorry, I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been like crying. Is it okay? I just got to go yeah. off. To remember that Hillary got the majority of the votes. The electoral college is fucked because had that not existed, she would have won. Mm -hmm. And that was instilled like in slave days, like electoral college is just how we're trying to use. We're trying to use that to get her in. Do you know about that? No. We're trying to use electoral college. We're trying to overthrow. We're trying to change the electoral college and how fucked it is to try to get Hillary uh, in office and get rid of Trump. But uh, I think now now we're being because the only hopeful thing you can take away and I'm not saying Trump being elected is a good thing in any way. But the only hopeful takeaway is that it's causing us to wake up and go, oh, my God, all the people who didn't vote, maybe are going, oh, my God, I should have voted or, oh, my God, it's not working. Something fucked up. We're being tested. What the hell? Like and now we're talking about this or I'm talking at you. But it's like uh, it's making you look at yourself. Maybe you're not racist, but you just feel like. uh you only have white friends, and uh, what do you do? And you're, you know, it's just going to make you look at yourself more and, and think about uh, yeah, what there's... you can do to be more thoughtful and loving and inclusive. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if any of that makes sense. I'm just totally going off on, on one. Because... Yeah, I think it's people's responsibility to do more than just not be racist. Like they need to <laughs> do more yeah. than not be racist. Yeah, yeah. they need okay. to like and and just like oh okay, we just we have love and we know we're good people. Like. Yeah, it's like everyone needs to do more. And yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, people are maybe critical of the protesting and stuff. I mean, I think it's all a positive symbol and people sharing their feelings and, you know, making a, a public space, like transforming that um, into a statement. But, yeah, everyone knows that there's actually real actions that people need to do and yeah. we'll all try to. I think it just, help each other figure out what those actions are. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> Instead it, of just like, yeah, blaming. Yeah. We can easily get stuck in blaming. And yeah. For the next like year or two. Like I, yeah. I'm, uh, uh, God. And I'm trying to do that with this podcast where I'm, where I'm, well, I mean, I know you're, you're a white man and I'm not doing, I'm not doing a good job at all. But no, but I mean, like, what can I do? So I feel like right now it's everybody's opportunity to like at a, and I was just talking about this earlier with Aristotle at like, you know at a very personal heart like soul level it's like okay so what can i do i can have more yeah. you can have more women on your 
the qualified women, not just women for the sake of hiring women or people of color, but, you know, people in your movies or working behind the camera. And I can have more, a more diverse uh, group of people who I interview on my podcast and I can just continue being kind and gentle and in my own personal life. Anyway, I know I'm rambling, but it's been like a really weird week <laughs> where it's just like, what can we do? Cause something needs to change. So that, that's the only good yeah. thing that's coming out of this mayhem. It's like, it is like the end of the world as we know it in a weird way. Cause we're being shaken up being like, fuck everything's So I, yeah. anyway, what I did want to talk about aside from all this, um, I do want to ask you about Twin Peaks because that's pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How'd you end up in Twin Peaks? And we'll get back to Rainbow um, Time and all that. But I mean, I have like a just like really just a cameo little okay, part on do it. Do it. Do your line do right now. Line. What is your and action? Uh, Cut. Back to David, one. <laughs> dear David. Dear, I was trying to think of a joke. <laughs> David, I just said David Lynch over and over again. Um, how, no, was, how was that? I was on set. It was pretty cool. Like I was on the phone and I was outside some of the trailers and someone came up to me and said, um, can you keep it down? David's meditating in that trailer. Oh, <laughs> it was so cool. My God. I was like, totally pinched myself. I mean, I don't think I would even be thinking about movies the way I do now if it wasn't for seeing The Elephant Man when I was a kid. I was just like... So it was such such an honor, and um, there wasn't any audition. There weren't any sides. It was just um, they said make a a tape about yourself. Like so, I did like a mini documentary about my life and like working with kids and mentioned my girlfriend. We were long distance, and I was just talking about how that sucked. And you know, anyway, I just made this like little documentary about myself. And so they were like, "Yeah, okay, you're." You, you're on it, but I had no idea what it was. So it was just like one supporting character in a scene, but it was really fun. And like he was great, like seeing him directing this scene. It wasn't that intimate because it's like a big scene with like uh, multiple people on the street. And like, but yeah, he was like directing this little kid. And, you know, and I basically was just there trying to keep the kid happy because he was like a, a kid who was like a non actor. So I was yeah. just. That was like the the main part of my job, but um, how did you even hear? How did you even get um, to the point where you're sending a tape in? Who your my, agent? My uh, I have like an agent in Seattle who just like kind of tries to submit me for work that goes on up there because she lives up there, and um, so yeah, she was really she just um, submitted me. She submitted you for <clears throat> that's crazy. I'm like furious. I'm so jealous. I can't oh, believe I this. How did I, I not it get was submitted like, for if this you lived shit? In Seattle, I don't know. Did it um, shoot in Seattle? Yeah, yeah, it was like outside huh. of Seattle. So, and Those I wasn't even living jerks. there. I was back. I was down here at the time, but I just flew myself up just to do it. So I was like a local hire. How long ago was that? That was like a year ago. Like a right, year we. Ago. I actually had to move the shoot of Rainbow Time a week so I could do it. I don't which blame was, you. Like annoyed everyone. Why? Um, Oh, well. You know, because it's like we had to ask Melanie to change for a week and it was actually better for her. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was like a big stressful thing. Like it doesn't look professional when you're asking everyone to move, push a week. Well, sorry, um, everybody. Sorry. Somebody had to but do I a movie with meet, David Lynch, motherfucker. David Lynch. Yeah. I can't believe it. And how was he as a director? I mean, he was great. Yeah. I mean, he's old, but he like, <laughs> had great energy still. And like, yeah, yeah I was like kind of worried about him. Like, man, it was like late at night, <laughs> but he seemed very alert and um, yeah, just really fun. He was like talking to this talk. He was just kind of giving us like the one kind of summarization of what our characters are going through. And it was great. Yeah. So there's no script. It's just an outline. 
No, we just didn't. Sh- they didn't show us, so I had to agree to it before. Oh, I saw and then anything. you get the script so, after. Yeah, so I was like, oh, it's it's pretty small, but it was a cool, it was still a cool scene. And you were you were in Uncle Kent too. Uncle Kent too. Yeah, I know Kent Osborne. Oh, awesome! He's done the yeah. show. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah so Kent's awesome. Yeah, so uh, he was. He actually texted me. He was like, ask him about. Uh, you know about uh, David Lynch and the and we're talking about Melanie Linsky and and uh, the hurt for you know uh, being so considerate and kind, showing Shanzi's character you know how to appreciate and respect women as people, not just sexual objects and uh-huh. stuff like that. So right, but, but that how- totally backfired in the in the scene or whatever. Oh, yeah. it did. No, no, no. I mean her character, what her character is trying to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love when Shanzi's like, right, feminism. I got gotcha. you. Totally. Oh God. Or when he's like, oh, there's so many great moments. I don't want to give it away. It's uh, it's really funny. It's so hilarious and it's Thanks. so unique too. This movie and just like, yeah, it's just really uncomfortable and awkward, but funny and completely different than anything I've seen in a long time. Thanks. um, Oh, man. What was I about to ask? Uncle Kent, too. Nothing? Oh, yeah. Horrible experience? Yeah, it was horrible. I actually did, I actually did ruin, um, ruin my testicles. No. Does this mean you can't have babies with your girlfriend? (laughs) No, no. I, um, I, uh, I had, I herniated my ball, like my right testicle. That happened to an ex-boyfriend of mine. I broke up with him. I was like, you're useless now. I think I'm okay. I haven't had, you know, the little sperms checked out, but I think I'm okay. Do you want kids? Um, ooh, uh, it's Burr. complicated. My girlfriend's She's like, I don't want kids. So, oh, she's done. Yeah. She's done. Yeah. That's bold because usually it's the man who's like, sorry, babe, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. She's done. So I don't know. I mean, maybe there's some other way. Did you want kids? Or, um, I used to. Um, and then I think. By being with someone who's done, I'm kind of have, you know, I don't know. It's like uh, everything's about trying to make the movies and stuff. So it's hard to imagine having another like a thing that I have to be responsible for. Is Although she... maybe I could figure that out. But, um, you know, because like I haven't really figured out how to make a career out of this or make money yet. Um, is it exciting and fun, though, anyway? Is it like, <clears throat> wow, I'm figuring something, learning and I'm like, you made a movie. Yeah, and you've, you've made more I mean, movies before this. Yeah, yeah, it's like my fourth one, and um, I want to ask you about so, walking, yeah. walking to walking Werner. To Werner. Yeah, that was my Werner. first one where I, I walked from Seattle to L.A. Um, as an homage to Werner Herzog, who lives yeah over there. And um, anyway, so yeah, that kind of got me started making talking about talk about being a dreamer. That was yeah. like a very dream dreamer type movie. Yeah, I feel like you've got like a childlike quality. Like you you were like have like a that's a, like you're still creative and a dreamer. Yeah. I don't think it's dead inside of you. No, no, no. I mean, what, we got to beat that racism no, out no, of you, just, though. JK, oh, yeah. JK. <laughs> I, think, I think you're so, Oh, man. That white Awkward laughter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why did they say that? No, I, <laughs> um, I think people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I do. Um, I'm okay. Obviously, I made a movie about a you know, a mentally challenged guy trying to watch his brother have sex. I'm okay with yeah. like polar, polarizing opinions Listen, or having not, something hang out there. You're that not, yeah, could be criticized. You're not emotionally unstable at all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Um, uh, so yeah, that movie, uh, main movies. What are we talking about? Back Asswards. Fast Ackwards was an, the was the last second? narrative feature. It was the third movie. I made a documentary about. Um, people struggling with homelessness 
in in Seattle. Uh, so oh. I made that. Um, that was my second movie. Um, it, it features each of the characters doing a famous speech from history. So it was kind of like a, this weird experimental film, but also a lot of it was just like documentary footage. Um, and your, so, girl, yeah. your girlfriend lives in New York. Yeah. And you've been together for how long? Like two years. Two years? Yeah. Are you a great boyfriend? Do you love her? Uh, I mean, I moved across the country for for her, so I guess I got some points there. Yeah. Um, ugh, what, am I a great boyfriend? Um, it's been frustrating. I mean, it's been challenging because she has a daughter and it's been like a transition. She was like just, uh, you know, she separated with her husband before her ex-husband before we, you know, were oh, just dating. like in rainbow time. Yeah. Very we similar kind of to put some time. of that in there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <clears throat> so it was like, she was going through a real transition and it was like, uh, you know, hard to figure out when to, you know, introduce me to her daughter and how we can try to integrate our lives more because she's kind of like lives, lives with her daughter and then lives with me for one week. And so, yeah, that's, that's been hard. So sometimes I'm too, like, Melanie's character in the movie may be too hard on her, too judgmental. I can, I'm too hard on people. You're too hard on who? My girlfriend. Your girlfriend. Yeah. About what? Like wanting to hang out more because I was hoping, you know, I, I want to live with her. Oh, you think and Melanie's character is too hard on her boyfriend because she wants to spend... I feel like they spend a lot of time together. I feel like... Maybe she, he's too hard on her. I mean, well, that's different. He's just... She's like... She's critical of how he is, uh, how he acts with Shanzi. That irritated me so much, by the way, too. That what? I didn't like... I mean, not about your movie, but I mean, I'm just like in the world with men where I was like, oh my God, there's, you're, you showed a side of men, like this kind of new modern man that was kind of like... I wanted. I don't know if I'm spoiling too much, but people no. just go see Rainbow Time. Okay, it's available. I'll, I'll, I'll have said. I'll have said all of that on, on in the intro. But uh, I got irritated because what's the name of the guy who plays your your brother? Uh, Tim Sharp. Yeah. Tim Sharp knows Shanzi, has a relationship with his brother forever. Mm-hmm. Is irritated by his brother, wants his brother to leave him alone, and the the girlfriend who's like a new party, a new person in this in this dynamic that's existed long before uh, Tim Sharp met his girlfriend Melanie Linsky. I was just so irritated that he was just that she was kind of like uh, dom, uh, just left in the dark. Not left. I I, I didn't like that she just wouldn't uh, let him lead the. I was irritated. That with her character, with her character, character, with her oh, character yeah, yeah. a bit, and that he let that he was pushed around by her a little bit. Where, why, like, I was on his side when he was just like, I don't want him here. Yeah, like, I told right. you that he's making me uncomfortable, I don't want yeah. him in the house. Like, right. and then she kept, like, it's like, oh my god. And then he apologized to her, and I just thought, is this the new man? I was just like, oh, yeah, so, I just didn't, it was I, a tricky I, balance. Um, it irritated me because I'm like, oh my god, like, get. It's a weird time for men and women also as going to like feminism and everything because it's like it's like uh, in romantic relationships, I, romantic relationships. I always talk about how I maybe it's politically incorrect, but I talk to my girlfriends about it, too. And we still want old kind of traditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want it to be feel like kind of old traditional 
I'm not saying this properly. We wanted to, uh, to have some kind of like old school traditional way in our in our private lives, but not in our career life where we run the show in our lives but then we mm-hmm. want to be made to feel like when we want like the man to be kind of right. confident and take can, charge a bit yeah i can relate to that i mean i think something about me and my girlfriend i uh, i talked to a psychic and the psychic I was like that. you guys are she's like kind of be dominating no she's becoming more of a woman and you're becoming more of a man by you guys being together and i so i i think there's just certain things about i don't know because yeah i'm not always the most assertive but like at times I've like had to be to make this relationship keep going. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I think about that a lot about, yeah. So, so in, in that, so yeah. Oh, and I, so in the movie, I was just kind of like, Oh my God, am I seeing humanity mirrored back to me in this film where it's like uh-huh. the woman like isn't w- just wimpy just, guys, just a little bit wimpy. And I'm thinking that's his brother. He's irritated. He just, Mm-hmm. Just stop trying to make be peacemaker. I, like, well, Melanie it's said not working. something recently. Melanie said something recently to me about like she's like, well, you really listen. You really like care so much about what the women in your life think. I know. And so maybe that kind of came through that sort of trait, maybe fault I have. Um, it's not a fault. Come, comes through in that character or is like a little bit of a blind spot. Like, cause I was talk- talking about how I wanted to be in this movie with this director that we liked years ago, but I didn't do it because my girlfriend was like, in the past, was like, well, if you're not going to make any money, why are you going to do that? But it would have been a really good opportunity. And oh, I and regret you didn't that. Do- oh, you regret yeah, it. Yeah, and I still resent her for influencing me, but it was my choice. I could have decided. Like, so it's really weird. I think Todd. Uh, in the movie does that Tim's character where he like he he's not being assertive and and, and then telling he, and then he resents her but then it comes out as an apology and that made me know. furious because yeah. I went you were right. <clears throat> right I'm I'm a strong feminist woman better. in my life but I was still pissed I was like it would have been cool to like if that movie kept going to try to address that more that's what the next movie's for yeah do whatever you want to do you do as much as you yeah. can as far as like what you're learning about life i feel like that's what and it is right you, yeah you stick it into the next one you put it into the film and it shows how much you've grown and what you're paying attention to and all this yeah, stuff it shows but, your blind spots too i mean and i love the movie i'm just saying when i reacted to what i saw yeah. what you put out there that was my response to it maybe somebody else would have felt a different way right and uh it was interesting because I talked to somebody as I was leaving. I, I was walking home and they went, oh, it's it's kind of in the culture, too. And somebody referred to it as a, an Apatoian male mm. or this kind of like just mm-hmm. – and I like that men are getting more in tune with their femininity. That's a beautiful thing. That's graceful. That's balance. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like it at the expense of like uh, where – women are dominating it's it shouldn't be like either or it should be like a lovely balance where well, people respect you just don't want each it other. to be like a suppressed nobody should be suppressed yeah or like you want to do something and then you're just scared to do it or i whatever. wonder if anybody knows what the fuck we're talking about i'm talking about I an think, amazing I scene think... in rainbow time and the dynamic between melanie linsky and your character no sorry tim sharp's character yeah uh having an argument uh in their relationship and like kind of caving i think people can relate to that yeah and, and it's Oof. more of a yeah. You know, that's what I did the other day I when mean, I, oh. I... I do that, yeah. It's horrible. I did that in my life. When I uh, when I went out, when I stopped hibernating and I went out into the world and I rubbed up against people who are kind of shitty, instead of just trying to explain to them why I didn't like uh, the way they were acting towards me, why I felt like it was very abrasive and kind of confrontational and 
not uh, spiritually sound. I just apologize, like, because they got mad at me for, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not making any sense here today. Mm-hmm. I think it's a weird day and I'm not making any sense, but no, uh, that... but I cave. Sometimes I cave instead of standing up for what myself. What did they do? Maybe if we're specific. They were just, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's they too much hit to you? explain. They hit me. They hit me emotionally. And then you said that that's, I'm not, sorry. that's I deserved not appropriate. It. I went, that's not appropriate. And then they said, oh, why'd you make us feel bad for hitting you? Yeah, and pretty said, much. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Totally. Sorry. Yes. Now, somebody <laughs> approached me in a very neggy, confrontational way with her, like very uh, sarcastic. And I'm uh-huh. being like, hey, how are you? Hi, Alexi. How are you? I said, I'm good. How are you? And they're like, I'm good. How are you? Like, I don't know. It's just I can't uh, even explain oh. it. It's too well. So many people are so, so many sarcastic. conflicts are like like well, people aren't even fast enough to figure out what the problem is yeah. between them or what, and they have to unpack it and and then like that's exhausting. And no one's like maybe you don't even care about that person enough to to unpack it. Yeah, and then it's just kind of you're left being confused. But he, he got, you just have yeah. to kind of just trust your gut and be like, I think that's what that was about. I think that guy's just. You know, going through something or who knows. Sometimes people can't even see themselves and you go, yeah, do I want to take the time and the energy to explain where the breakdown in communication was? And or do you go just smile and don't even get into it? But instead, I just got really angry that he wouldn't understand me. And then I and I apologize. And when it's on me, I must be in a weird way. I must be having my period. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, what is next for you? You got you did Twin Peaks. You've been in Uncle Ken, too. Was, I, that, was that a fun experience, by the way? Yeah, besides my ball being well, I oh, wouldn't even finish that. Like, well, because I like had a die in that movie. That's not a spoiler, I don't think. But and I had to look it. like I was dying, and um, <clears throat> I just like I I herniated my my ball because I was pushing so hard. I was going like <clears throat> method, yeah. method actor, so dumb. <laughs> That was so on Uncle. Dumb. That was Uncle Ken too. Yeah. So then, so then <clears throat> what? So, uh, but anyway, are you better? Uh, Did you get the surgery for your? No, it just went down. Nut? It was fine. But don't you have to get surgery for that? It's no. What's I, it I guess it wasn't that bad. A hernia. No, it wasn't a real hernia. It was just like liquid in there. Very, it was just very bigger. sexy. It just gets <laughs> sexier and sexier on the so podcast. Gross. I am so turned on right now. Oh Self-admitted racist. <laughs> Uh, talking about, I knew I wasn't gonna call that back, throbbing, but you did. Throbbing you. ball, throbbing ball, throbbing oh, ball. It was so weird. I was like nauseous the next day. But anyway, so nausea. Yeah. Um, but no, it was fun. I I love Todd Rohal. I love Kent. Todd's like an old friend of mine. Um, oh, I heard Todd Rohal. People love him. Yeah, he's Do you know David very Lowry? funny. Uh, briefly, I mean, you know, casually, I yeah. met him, but. Um, uh, yeah, but David's, I mean, Todd's hilarious and, you know, yeah. So what, so, you know, your, your, your throbbing uh, ball is getting better. Uh-huh. We fixed, moving on. We fixed the weird idea of racism uh-huh. in you today. We, right? we've, we've, you know, we've, we've drained it from your blood. All right. <laughs> yeah. You got we your, did a bleeding, an old fashioned bleeding. You did a bleeding. You're going to look, you're going to look at your life and go, what can I do? Who am I? What does it mean? I love people. Alexi's great. What a wonderful therapeutic cathartic experience <laughs> I had in her podcast. Yeah, this, How wonderful was Aristotle? pretty mushy. Yeah. Here. Uh, what am I doing next? Um, I'm writing a new movie. Yeah, just just gonna make another movie. It's about a guy who murders a woman who tries to dominate him. Uh, yeah. So he's not a fucking puss. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just joking. Is it? 
Uh, no, but maybe there's certain similar issues, but it's going further. It's about this guy who's trying to live with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's daughter who hates him. That's weird. That sounds awfully yeah. familiar. I, how, how do huh. I know anything about that? Man, well, uh... <clears throat> but it, it's kind of like has a sci-fi element too. So it's not just some sort of sad sack, uh, journal entry. Well, um, yeah, at least it's not a broken, throbbing sad sack. Like your private, forget. I don't know. I don't, I never mind. Never <laughs> you're mind. Make, you're just trying. trying to, to, you just want to talk about my privates. I do. All I want to do is talk about your privates. I can't believe you did so much research on my show. I appreciate that. Of course, it's incredible. Um, did we get deep enough? I think we did. Hold on one second. Let me look at one thing. So I did write notes in my phone that I just want to get to the bottom of to make sure I can cut this bit out. Also, okay, because um, it's me looking at my notes. Because this is no all problem. kind of last minute. Yeah. And you have an audition? Yeah, but not till three, so I'm good. Mm. Oh, I hate auditions. Should we run the lines right now? Who did you play on together? Who did you play on togetherness? Uh, I was a guy who just gave Mark's character drugs. Really? I was like, gave him mushrooms. Did you see that? It was like in season two, season one, season one. Yeah, I did not see that. That sounds Um, like a perfect character for you. I can totally imagine you just like. (laughs) I, I played a drug guy a few times. I love that. Um, Melanie Linsky's feminist storyline. I was on. I played a drug guy in Eastbound and Down too. <clears throat> that was fun. I was naked on that. It's all, n- it all goes back to my genitals. You were naked on Eastbound and Down. Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, well, because well, I was on the show. I was talking to David Green, the director, and I was like, he's he always says like, oh, um, bring ideas, you know, like he likes you know, people that come up with ideas and stuff. So I was like, Oh, what if my character at some point, um, there, cause it was going to be like a party scene. So I was like, what if I wrap my penis around my, my wrist? And I was like, Hey, guess what time it is. It's time to look at my dick. Wait a minute. Don't you know? <laughs> Kent Osborne does the exact same thing. He does a lot of that. Do you but know he, that? He can't anymore. Cause I heard it. The doctor doctor's orders. It's like bad for your genitals. Oh, that. God, you guys are just really into fucking up your dicks. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very so cool. cool. God, yeah. it's too bad you're taken. <laughs> I'm going to consider you the one that got away. <laughs> the only guy in the podcast I can't truly flirt with because you're taken. Um, and, yeah, and you're I want t- some fucked up genitals. <laughs> no, um, no, Ken did. I only, I only, you know, I don't mess around <laughs> except for on Uncle Ken too. But anyway, so um, no, I don't mess around with my genitals. But uh, in a bad way. So I was, yeah, I was like auditioning this idea, this joke for David. And he was like, oh, I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. Will, will you sign a waiver? Like, and no. someone warned me that if you talk about male nudity, he'll, he'll like, he'll jump on it. And like, he loves trying to convince people to be naked. He just thinks it's really embarrassing and funny. And God, David's a crazy one. He's um, great. So anyway, so I, I had that idea and he's like, yeah, will you sign a waiver? I was like, sure. Yeah. I mean, that that's so funny. It'll be so weird. And also it was like, it wasn't really going to be showing the whole penis or anything. Cause I was just, what episode is that? Season one, episode one. Uh, it's like season four, episode, episode two or three or something. Drug dealer, um, nude enthusiast, yeah. filmmaker, Works with developmentally challenged kids. Do you still do that? Do you still teach kids? Uh, yeah, I work with, with this 19-year-old um, kid who has autism right now named Nick. And, yeah, he's how, awesome. How did that even happen? You, you ended up teaching developmentally challenged kids. When I got when I graduated from NYU, it was just like kind of the first job I got was babysitting. And I just kept doing it. And um, I got a job at a school because they saw 
I would take the kid to school and talk about homework. And they were like, oh, you're really smart. Why don't you work here? And, you know, so I just kind of kept doing it. Yeah. Sometimes in school, sometimes like I, I've taught like filmmaking to, uh, in an after school program and then sometimes just like hanging out or making videos with kids usually. I love that. But, yeah. It's interesting. It all comes together in, in this yeah. weird way. I mean, yeah, it shows like, up in your work. My and brother's it's just... character making videos with my character. It's like kind of exactly what I did yeah. with kids. Yeah. Well, so we can all find Rainbow Time on video on demand, right? Yeah, iTunes, Amazon, a bunch of other ways people watch stuff online. Rainbow time. Yeah. You won't regret it. If you had no fucking clue what the hell we were talking about today, watch it. Then you'll know <laughs> yeah. all the secrets, all the answers. Um, Thank you for talking to me. Thank you. And I hope you fucking nail your audition. Do you want me to run lines with you really quick right now? Really? On air? On air? No, because it's Get the fuck out secret. of here then. Oh, it's secret? What's it for? Uh, it's secret. Okay another david lynch movie yeah oh, i'm so furious i'm so angry i'm so in love with david lynch you think he's too old for me he's married right that's not my business hey, he's got a, like a new kid he's probably got some stop yelling at me okay i don't like your uh don't, don't be such a defeatist <laughs> thank you for being on the maybe show. they're open for like a open thing or that's not my vibe a th- a th- I, threesome oh, I'm yeah, a you said that you said you couldn't do that i don't want that yeah i want real love could be real well, you heard it here first, folks. You're going to watch Rainbow <laughs> Time. Um, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. Nerdist.com.